Welcome to Dream Chasers Radio, where we are always daring to be different. Get ready, get ready, get ready to be inspired. Let's get moving toward our goals. And here to make that happen is our host, Yaya Diamond. Yes, yes, yes. We are daring to be different once again. I am your host, Yaya Diamond. Just got back in from a wonderful weekend. Thank you so much to all of the festivals that had us. Uh, uh, what is it? Uh, Rib Fest on um, Friday night. Thousands of people out there, as well as the uh, Siesta Creek Classic. Thank you guys uh, for having us out. Uh, I had a wonderful time. You know, being a dream chaser means that I have to actually set the the example, and I'm do I'm hoping that I'm doing that. Hoping that I'm setting a great example for you guys, because you can't just be a host of a podcast that's going after a certain or specific goal and not go after it yourself. So I feel like if I'm setting the example, you guys need to supersede me. Just be better than me, and that'll be awesome. And you're listening to us on 97.5 FM, Real Community Radio in Northport, Florida, as well as Bomb Baby Radio in New York City and all of the Caribbean community radio stations from the West, West Palm Beach, Florida, all the way down into the islands. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to the Dream Chasers Radio Network. Hey, don't forget that every Friday we got wonderful music for you at 7 p.m., that's 7 p.m. every evening, Eastern Standard Time, and that's on Fridays, and that's set. So every Friday, you need to be there, and you need to be listening to it. If you don't, that's why we have a podcast. That way, you can go in and listen to it anytime you feel like it. And we're on Spotify, Google Play, and all kinds of different places. So just go ahead and tune in however you do, and uh, we appreciate you, definitely. I have a wonderful show for you today, and uh, like I said, I have the best guests in the world because – these guests are here to inspire not only just you, but me as well. And I want to welcome author Mimi Novick to the show today. Hi, Yaya. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you so much. How are you doing, Mimi? I'm fine. Thank you. Wonderful, wonderful to meet you. It's an honor, really, and a pleasure to um, speak to you finally. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Now, tell, Mimi, tell everybody what you do. Well, um, it's a little bit of this and a little bit of that. Uh, I'm an author and a writer, and I've been doing that um, for quite a few years now. I also do motivational speaking and life coaching, well-being, mm-hmm. lifestyle, things like that. Um, mm-hmm. producing meditation CDs, um, guided meditation, also complementary medicine. I'm also a therapist. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it is all based really, um, Yaya, on inspiration, getting people to be inspired and to live mm-hmm. the best life that they can. Right. Let me ask you a question. How does, you, you know, a lot of people say, well, wow, you do so many different things, you know, but I don't think they're different Tell me how they interact with each other. Okay, so ever since I was very young, I always had this sort of dream and passion um, for music. And I used to make songs up um, in my head and um, run around and speak to nature and the flowers. And it all really started from there. 
Um, and I used to write poetry as a child. So it all began there. And when I was seven years old, I had pneumonia very severely and I nearly died. And that mm. really was the turning point for the rest of my life because I found that when you're really in solitude and when you're alone is really when you can hear your heart. So I began a quest, a lifelong quest, and I got into, I was in the film industry for many years, um, mm -hmm. and I was also in the therapy um, field, in the writing field, and people would say to me, look, you know, we love what you do, but it's not reaching enough people. Why don't you write a book? And that's how it all started. So I have three books, another one on the way. The music also is for, it's really a very spiritual journey, yeah, yeah, where um, people are encouraged to follow their heart. So everything that I do is interconnected in following your heart by really having the courage to be yourself and to finding your own purpose in life. And mm. all of this that no. I do is is basically in a circle um, of life. Mm -hmm. I love that. I absolutely love that. You know, I think that a lot of people don't understand that when we go through things, it does damage our psyche. It does damage our, you know, and you think you've come out of it. And you really yes. haven't. And we need that extra push. We need that extra, that extra motivation a lot of times. And sometimes these things bury themselves in our consciousness, in our subconsciousness, actually. And then when it comes back to front, we're like, what the heck is going on with me? Mm -hmm. But there's really nothing wrong. It's just that it hasn't been resolved. I really, really think that music and inspiration and being a, a life coach, such as you, and I just finished my degree. Um, that oh, did you? What, in um, life coaching? Yes, yes. Oh, yes, wow. I did. Yeah. Congratulations. That's amazing. Thank you. Six months well, of study. Well done. Well me. done. Wow. Thank you. Thank you. It showed me me. It doesn't make sense. Yes. It, it showed yeah, me absolutely. who I was. And, right. And, and it's just the things that I've buried in my mind. When you speak with people, what is yeah. that common theme that you seem to run into all the time? Do you know what? Um, I was thinking about this because I traveled a lot and I still travel with my work. So I run retreats as well, you know, and mind, body, spirit retreats and also retreats in um, nutrition and spiritual, all of it. And the thing that mostly, how, wherever I've gone in the world, Yaya, the most important thing is that we want to be recognized for who we are. Mm -hmm. And we can spend a lifetime actually chasing the wrong path because we're afraid. And really, mm -hmm. we just want to be recognized. You know, someone to say, do you know what? Actually, I see your worth. I see your glory. I see your light. And I honor that in you. Mm. Thank you. And this predominantly everybody wants and, of course, to be loved. Definitely. Definitely. And in, so, the lifeline of life. Uh-huh. Yeah. I don't know whether you found that with your um, 
life coaching? What sort of area are you um, specializing in? Inspiration, motivation. That, that's what I've been doing all this time. I'm just going to stick with that. I'm really good at that. Uh, I'm a, amazing. I'm just, yeah, I'm you know what? what? I, I love mean. your voice. I have to say, I love your voice, and <laughs> I love, I love the energy behind it. It's really, really inspirational. When I heard it the first time, I thought, "Wow," you know, because there is an energy in a voice that portrays of a person, doesn't it? Yeah, yes, I agree. And, and you know, you can tell just by speaking with someone and their facial their facial movements or even even when even in their voice I can I can sense when someone's smiling because a smile is it, it, it translates through it translates through waves it, it translates through body movements and facial movements but I only that I have I have a couple of my friends who are blind and they say oh you're smiling yeah yeah wow <laughs> so, that's amazing um, it is. It definitely is. So you can tell. I mean, you know, you have if you just pay attention, just just mm. pay attention. You can figure it out. You know, I I admire you, and and this is the reason I admire you, because people have told, tell told me you that oh. you, <laughs> people have told you, hey, why don't you just write a book about that? Do you know how many times I've been told to write a book, and I don't know where to begin, and then I'm so busy. What do I do to write that book? How did you? Get that book done. It was something, do you know what happened, Yaya? What happened was is that at school, um, we used to have um, exams at the end of the year, and we used to have to write stories. And my English teacher at the time would was very, very strict. And I would hand in these stories, and I thought they were really good because I was only 13. And um, as you do at 13, <laughs> Everything you think you're good at at 13, and then life sort of teaches you differently. And she said to me one day, she came back, she handed me this um, report, and she said to me, I have something to tell you. And I was really worried. I thought, my goodness, what does she have to tell me? And she (laughs) said, I spoke to an author friend of mine, and he said, one day this girl is going to be an author. And those words echoed in my head. And... It carried me through to the point where one day I thought, I have so many books that I'd written, you know, notebooks in your top drawer. And a friend of mine said, are you going to keep these in the top drawer, gathering dust? Are you actually going to do something about this? Mm. And that's really what prompted me. And my mum was very, very adamant. You have to write, you have to write. And I adored reading so really, it was a point, it was one of those moments where you think, well, hold on, why not? You know, mm-hmm. there's a story to tell. There's a story. And we all have a story to tell. Each one of us, you and I, or your listeners, everybody has a story. And I wanted to give something back to the world mm-hmm. of my heart. Mm. 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 I want to do that too. I just don't know how. And it's it's it's. Just, uh, we shall know, talk we, after the show. <laughs> yes, yes. We will talk. No, we will talk. Yeah. That would be amazing. Now, with your writings, your health, you have awards that you've received the Lift Effect Star Award. Yes. Um, yes. Gosh, I mean, all these conferences that you do, everything that you do, there is so many people out there that want to do what you do. 
but mm-hmm. how hard is it or how easy is it? How easy or how hard is it, is it to actually do what you would like to do in life, you mean? Yeah, what you've done. It's, it is very easy um, to do something that you're passionate about. And I'm very, mm-hmm. very passionate about this. And I believe in it. It's difficult uh, in the sense of there's a lot of sort of um, things to go through, like with publishing and the work and the people. You know, it's not easy because there's a lot of people suffering. But in that suffering, mm-hmm. it sort of ignites my fire to keep going. Um, and I just believe very, very strongly that you are here in this world once. And really, you have to follow your dream. You have to follow your heart. Everything then becomes easier because you're following mm. your calling. I think that's the ease of life. When we go against what we really feel deep inside of us, we listen to other people. It's, you know, it's natural. That's when we suffer mm-hmm. and we don't do what really we want to be doing. We have to have courage. Mm-hmm. Hmm. The courage. How does that mm. come? You know, I know how it comes. But some people, you know, when I started this podcast, I mm-hmm. didn't have that courage, but I jumped. Some people can't jump. What 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 would you say uh, would work for people who are, who are predominantly shy? It really is. It's a really really interesting question, Yaya. The most important thing is that we are true to ourselves, and to have the courage to accomplish anything is to have the courage to be ourselves. This is really, really important because my clients that I deal with, my patients that I deal with, it's very, very scary to be in a world where you're being um, judged and Mm -hmm. afraid to be who you are. Everyone gives you labels, but you have to surpass that and Mm -hmm. say, you know what, there's only one of me on this earth. I'm needed here right now for whatever reason, the world needs me, the people around me need me, and that is enough, that we are really the miracle itself. You know, I have a quote that I did as a child, actually, and it's in one of my books, and it's, you spend your whole life searching for this treasure, for the answers, and yet we are the answer. Mm. We just have to look within. Hmm. Wow. Wow. Now, okay, so tell me, how did you get these awards? How did they come? Were you searching for them? Did you have to apply for them, or did they just happen? No, funnily enough, I was very, very shocked. The last award um, that I got um, was the Lift Effects Award. I was absolutely blown away. I didn't even know and that I was nominated, and I just heard a phone call to say that I'd been nominated for this award. So it's 99 um, women worldwide, and it is a whole big organization in that if you were to look it up, Lift Effects, and it's run by a lady called Sandra Nelson, and it's a global movement in a way to help 
people that are less privileged, but not only mm. that, it's for women, men also, but predominantly women who have survived, and women empowering women, and women empowering men and women, but it's the courage to, no matter what happens in your life, that there is hope. And that is how really that this, it was in the summer um, of this year and I took the award and I was, I was very humbled, I have to say, really humbled mm. and I didn't expect it. But it meant so much to me, Yaya, because it showed that someone somewhere, I was making a difference. Mm-hmm. And that's something Even you want to do. A, yes, I really, really do. In in mm-hmm. all my um, humble way that I can, you know, in my small way, if I can make a difference to one person, then that person will then move on to the next person. You know, paying it mm-hmm. forward, really. Definitely, definitely. Wow, wow. So, okay. So, tell me about your 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 motivational work, your writing, and where can people go to get your your materials, see what you're doing? Um, Because, you know, you have such a wonderful spirit coming through, I mean, from millions of miles away, thousands of miles away, and um, millions of steps away, I should say, (laughs) and thousands of miles away. (laughs) You know, it's, um, it's, it's really, really soothing. Tell me about your work. So you can, there are three books at the moment um, that I have which can be found on Amazon or any good uh, bookshop. I have two, um, it's two boxes actually of inspirational cards and they're daily cards where you can pick them up and it will have a message for the day. Um, Also I do the music which is the guided meditation where I do inspirational writing with music that accompanies it. I have one book that I'm working on at the moment that is going to be out hopefully in two to three months. And I have a few more albums that I'm working on, similar things where they are motivational pieces of writing where you can be sitting in the car, lying down, wherever, and you just want to go to that place. You know that place, Yaya, that place inside of you Mm -hmm. where there's just tranquility. Um, So they're all available. And also something that I do, which I don't know um, whether you read, is I'm involved with the Prince's Trust. I don't know. Have you heard of that at all? No, I have not. Tell me about that. Okay, so the Prince's Trust was set up by His Royal Highness the Prince of Wales. And um, he has helped for many years, over 30 years now, many underprivileged youngsters to change their life completely. They run programs and they run educational courses and workshops. So sometimes people that have been maybe on the street or have had very difficult childhoods, they can join the trust and they will completely pay for that um, course to get them back on track in life. And Mm -hmm. a lot of my work is also with young people. So I'm involved with the Prince's Trust in that way. And part of 
um, my books and my cards and it will be definitely the new albums, a percentage of that goes to charity, to the Prince's Trust. Okay. We, yeah. So that's also something which I'm very honoured to be involved with. Oh, yeah. Um, and, you know, and grateful. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I would, I would be, too. That yes. is amazing. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That is amazing. I have not been in London. I haven't been overseas in many years. And uh, I think that um, being a part of such a wonderful legacy, as well as something yes. that gives back, is amazing. And it is an honor, definitely an honor. Wow. So when was the last time? Did you, did you come to London? Oh, yeah. I, I, yeah. I basically... From four years old all the way to like 16 and a few years after that uh, sporadically I used to go there I lived I lived out in uh, we stayed out I should say or lived out in Manchester before be, you know on the rolling hills of Manchester back out in the outskirts um, oh, so my okay, mom okay. my mom's a singer so we traveled a lot yes 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 um, I saw that I saw that one of one of my favorite Disco dancing songs, I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. It's been remade thousands of times. It's just one of those songs that don't go well. Um, yeah, but when hey, you come again, you we have to go out. We have to go for tea and cake for sure. Oh, I can't wait to go back. I have to go see the changing of the guards. I have to be the ultimate tourist. <laughs> You have to, you have to, you know, you never get tired of that sort of thing, do you? No, you don't. You don't, no, you don't. And right around the yeah. corner, there's this burger joint. It went a little back in the day when I was there. There was a, uh-huh. there's like a burger around the corner uh, that's really, really good. So I have to go there too. <laughs> so oh, you have there. to. You have to now. Yeah. Now that you've said it, you know, you've put it out there now. We're going to be calling you to London. <laughs> oh, that would be amazing. Yes, yes. <laughs> well, tell wonderful, everybody where, wonderful. <laughs> where can everybody reach you? And you know what, everybody, if you're listening, um, at the, right in my uh, description box, you'll see her website. at mimi.novic.co.uk. Uh, go ahead and go to that page and, and, and look her up. I'm not really sure. What is your social media? As in which I have an Instagram, I have Facebook. They can have a look on my author page, um, which Mm -hmm. has a lot of things on there. Also, I have a personal page, which is predominantly, I put um, inspirational posts and things like that. I have a Twitter and, you know, all the usual things. And people Mm -hmm. can contact me via there. Or, of course, they're very welcome to contact me via my webpage, which there's a contact page, you know, um, www.miminovic.co.uk. So anyone can contact me there. Okay, awesome, awesome. Mimi, it has been such a pleasure to have you on the show. Is there anything you'd like to say to our listeners, people who may be going through a moment of doubt in their minds or in their lives or, you know, those those periods where you go all the way down mm-hmm. to the ground kind of are there any uh you know are there any ways of getting out of it or do you have something that hap- happens to be your inspiration the most important thing I, I read a long time ago when I was younger 
is that while there is breath, there is hope. And you have to have hope because hope is the most important thing in life and love. And to really, you know, when people say, you have to love yourself and people, no, you know, I don't want to do that because, you know, does that make me egotistical? No, 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 it doesn't. It actually means that if we respect ourselves, if we love ourselves and see the beauty of ourselves, we can then meet other people in that place of hope. There's always hope. There is always a reason to go on and never to give up. Absolutely. You know, the world, as I said earlier, needs us to be together and we can be so powerful together. Mm-hmm. And to reach out, to reach out to people, you know? Mm-hmm. Wow. Mimi, it has been a pleasure. And wow. Thank you, Yaya. Absolute pleasure mm-hmm. to talk to you. Oh, the pleasure's Thank mine. Thank you so much mm-hmm. for having me on the show. And anytime you have, uh, anytime. And you guys, don't forget that we always post up, uh, you know, official uh, information about our, our guests on our Facebook page. That's going to be Dream Chasers Radio. All you have to do is just go ahead and look it up. Yaya Diamonds, Dream Chasers Radio on Facebook. And uh, you can actually connect with Mimi Novik. Um, her Facebook page has been connected to ours for the moment and actually we put her, her Facebook page just so you can kind of like her page and uh, get to know her and her writings and her passion. Again, Mimi, thank you again so much for being on the show. Thank you, Yaya. Take care. God bless. You too. I'll see you in London. I'll see you in London. You're invited. I'm treating you. <laughs> I'll see you in London. <laughs> see you then. Okay, thanks. Bye. Okay, bye. Bye, 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 bye. Wow, what a wonderful, wonderful, I mean, you know, when we have people on the show, to me, it's like an extension, an extension of their passion, their their inspiration, their goals, their, their dreams, their aspirations. It's um, It's humbling. It truly is humbling because now... I am connected, and I've said this many times before, but I am now a part of their journey. And this makes me feel awesome. Yes. Okay, I'm coming down because I do have another guest. I have a couple of the guests on the show today, but I feel like I have the best role just to be here and to hear and to be inspired by all the things that they're doing in their lives. Amazing. Amazing. And I want to thank Mimi Novak for being on the show. And hopefully uh, the next time she puts out anything, she'll come back on and tell us about it because I think it's amazing. We're going to take a short break, and we'll be right back. Don't you go nowhere. You've been listening to Dream Chasers Radio with me, your host, Yaya Diamond, on uh, Spotify, Google Play, um, all kinds of different things. We'll be right back. Don't you go nowhere. I'm 
and you guys know that always, you know, it's it's something when you have a live show. Um, we are live right here on Dream Chasers Radio, and uh, you have to you have to be able to flow. If you're gonna do a podcast, if you want to do a podcast, listen to podcasters. Go out there and and tune in and see how they do it. A lot, you know, I, I admire a lot of podcasters because you know some of them have their their pre-roll and they'll have their music and they'll have their um, their you know today's show is this and that and the other. If I had time, <laughs> which is something that I don't have a lot of. Um, I would be able to do all of that, but I don't know if I would want to do it because I, I like I like this format. I like being real, and I like coming on and talking, and I love, love the fact that I get straight to the guest, and that's what we're doing it next. We have our next guest and our next caller on the show. I am so excited to have the just a wonderful guest. Please tell everybody who you are and what you do, please. Hello. Hello. Hi, how are you? Good. How are you? I'm doing well. Awesome. And um my No, I'm sorry. <laughs> Go ahead. No, no, no. I want you to let everybody know who you are and what you do, please. Okay. My name is Miriam Charles and I I have this um GoFundMe page of which it's um it's called Help and Masai Girl Rise, and it is a, like a self-organization which my friend and I organized, and it's a problem which a friend of mine who, who saw it, so she started doing this um, giving back and going to the villages in rural areas in Tanzania and helping the girls with sanitary pads, of which I know that's a very small thing, but in places like Africa, mainly um Tanzania, and this is like in the deep areas, like in the villages, these girls mm-hmm. don't have the access or don't have the funds, I would say, to buy sanitary pads. So most of them, when it comes to the days when they're on their menstruation cycle, they don't go to school. So some of them will miss a whole week of going to school, and that really sets them back in their education. So my friend and I, came up with this. So she has been doing it for a while, but right now it's just the more she gives she gives out, she goes to the school, she discovers that it is a huge problem. So that's when mm-hmm. we decided to be like, hey, why don't we um, organize this and get more help and see if we can help more girls because girls are the future of tomorrow. They are. You know, I I definitely agree with you. You know, it is uh, in different communities and different places in the world. You know, most people we live in the United States. I mean, or we live in a great nation, or we live in a place where we have access to these things and we can get it. Um, a lot yeah. of times, we don't consider that you know other people in other places around the world can be a little bit less fortunate, and um, yeah. we don't consider that. I think in our daily walk. Uh, you know, because we are, I, I'm going to say it, spoiled. We're spoiled. Yes, we don't, that is true. We don't, we're spoiled. Yes, that's true. We, we are very much, yep, we're very yeah. much spoiled. Definitely spoiled. So, okay, so you, you came up with this, but I want to know, I want to know, you know, 
when you go to these villages and you and you you educate these young women, do they already know about this, or is it something that you have to actually tell them about? Um, say, so some of them, so some of them know about the pads. They know that they exist, and some of them don't. Like, for instance, um, the ones, especially like the Maasai people, who these are the people who live in the northern, northeastern part of um, Tanzania specifically, and also there's some in Kenya. They don't know that pads exist. So most of them, of which is sad, and you will not even believe it, some use a clothes. You know, for mm-hmm. the pad and for the Maasai, for the Maasai, especially the girls who um, lead heavy, so they have like like a chair. I would say like a kind of like a chair where this girl sits there for 12 to 16 hours and the blood just, I mean, the blood just like, there's like a hole in the chair and the blood just goes down. Of which they don't know that there is pads which exist. So also, they do need, you know, education about this. Like, listen, guys, you don't need to be sitting on this chair. You can wear this little thing, you know, for six hours, and you can continue doing other stuff. You can still go to school instead of you staying home for three days, you know, 16 hours or eight hours a day just letting the blood flow. So it is very sad, you know, it is a very sad situation, and we need to get over there and educate, you know, the mothers, the fathers, and the girls that there is something else which you guys could be using instead of sitting at home in that chair. Mm-hmm. Wow. So they sit in the chair for hours to let the blood roll. Yes. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I don't even want to imagine mm-hmm. what that's like. Wow, wow. Yeah. So her when she found this out and she wanted to help. Tell me how yeah. you guys went about getting those cuz I can see uh, I can see the picture and we did post that up on our Facebook page. So if you're listening to us today, my name is Yaya Diamond, you're listening to Dream Chasers Radio and we have a wonderful wonderful charity here. When you saw that, how did you initiate the entire thing, because I know you have the GoFundMe, but I see a picture there with girls with pads in their hands. So I'm assuming, this is just an assumption, that you've already started. Yes, yes, we have already started, and um, mainly was uh, my friend. And the reason why, because she, the girl that you see over there, the one with the white T-shirt, she went through that. And all this time, like, we've been friends, and I didn't know until one day when she sent me that picture, and I was like, why did you decide to do this? And she told me, and I was, like, really touched, and I said, I didn't know we've been friends for all these years, and you went through that. So we started this, you know, little by little, like, I will send her money, and, you know, she will go to the school. And it's mainly in the villages because that's where there is a lot of, poverty so the parents will be like why should I spend four dollars five dollars to go buy your sanitary pads while you can you know while I can use this money you know to buy food so she started this couple she started this this year um I think it was like April and Mm -hmm. it has gone until like now we're in November 
no, sorry, when it was October, now, you know, we were getting, like, low on funds, and that's when he said, hey, listen, why don't we involve other people, you know, open this GoFundMe page and see, um, get help, and that way we can get to more, um, provide these pads for more, to more girls. Mm. I absolutely love that. I, I do. I love that because, you know, most again, most people don't realize that this is going on. And you didn't even know it was your friend. I mean, she's right next to you. You didn't even know. Yep. <laughs> yes. Definitely. Yes, well, right next to me. I'm on the GoFundMe page, and I see that your, your goals are to provide menstrual health hygiene to Masai girls, access to free sanitary pads to Masai girls, waste management in Masai schools, recommendation for better. So everything is towards the actual performance and the kids, um, the young ladies, to be in school and to actually have access to these things during their cycles. Um, and actually, these all tie in because obviously if you you have to have great sanitation in order to to be able to do these things. What is something else that you've noticed about these young women that when they, you know, because they don't have these pads, is there a taboo? Is there like a, a thing where they, you have to get passed to give them these pads? Um, so most of the time, no. There, you, I mean, you don't have to go through um, like a taboo or t- go through the chief but when it comes to like specifically like the Maasai people yes you have to I mean you have to kind of get like a pass you know that way you can uh, reach you know the women and the the girls but when the girls are in school then you don't need that because they're in school they are not in their they're not in their villages you know where they leave so it's easier when they're in school and after, but still this education needs to even reach their parents, of which that's the hardest part because, you know, they are fixed in their old version. So now bringing them to the new version is usually pretty hard, but it does work. It does work with the help of their own people because there are some educated Maasai, educated Maasai people who go back and try to, educate them and it does work you know coming from Maasai girls never used to go to attend school at all and now we have Maasai lawyers of which one of my very good friends she's a lawyer and she comes from the Maasai village so yeah when it comes to educating them when they're at home yeah you will need a pass you know from the chief but when when they're in school it's easier. It's way much easier. So we target her to go into the school because if the girl has, like, you know, her stock of pets for, like, I would say for, because you need, like, what, one pet to go for a month, Most, I mean, most of them, the ones who go regularly. So if they have their own stack, you know, 12 of them for the whole year, she doesn't need, even need to tell her parents because they won't even know. Wow. 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 Yeah. So, okay, so now that you're doing this and you got this started, is there, are there any difficulties, any, any kind of customs you need to get through, um, any any kind of walls that you hit um, to get these to the girls? Um, until as of right now, we haven't met any obstacles. Mostly it was just um, 
praises and you know the teach you know from the teachers and some from the parents. I mean, this is from parents you know who are not Maasai, and they really really appreciate that and they're like you know thank you so much because I couldn't you know as a parent I couldn't afford to buy pads for you know for my daughter, and it's just a sad situation you know when it comes to, you know when the teachers were thankful for doing for us doing that because there there are some girls of which this is a very very sad story there are some girls who were not able to go back to school because um some parents they're just very much twisted and they because the girl keeps asking you know for the parent like that I need money for to go buy pets and the parents it's like no I would rather you get pregnant than Every month mm. for me to spend money on buying new pads. Yes, so there are some girls who ended up getting pregnant. Either they got, you know, either they got married when they were young, or there was one which is a very, very, very sad story. The father ended up raping the girl because the father got upset every time the, that his daughter kept asking for pads, and the father raped the daughter, and the daughter ended up getting pregnant. Wow. Yeah, oh. just because of asking for pants. Oh. It's horrific. This is terrible. Yeah. That's, 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 oh. Yeah. Uh, if you got, so, you know, we got to help. Five dollars, two dollars, a dollar. Anything you can do, you know, anything you can do to help. Wow. Yes, anything, anything. And it's something very small. I know other people have foundations for, you know, like backpacks and school books, but nobody thinks of sanitary pads. Nobody thinks of that. You know, it's such a small thing, but... Yeah, there are people who cannot afford it and they need it. And because they cannot afford it, it affects them one way or another. That's just, uh, I'm, uh, that poor child. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so well, our I'm motivated. We don't. I definitely appreciate what you're doing. I mean, you know, something so small, most people don't realize, but it can it's, it's obviously turn into something so tragic and so big. Yes. Yes. So, yes. Uh, how can we reach you? How can you reach me? Yes. How can they reach you? How can they get? I mean, I put up the link. Uh, on your on my Facebook page, so if everybody can go there to Dream Chasers Radio on Facebook and grab the link. But at the sound of our voice, maybe some people don't have access to it. They just want to go ahead and go and donate. Where can they go? Okay, so they can reach me through my email, which is m i, which is m i r r e y. Eight nine at yahoo dot com. Also, they could reach me in um, my direct number, which is four zero one eight seven one nine two six zero. Awesome, awesome. 
Well, I want to thank you for being on the show and for, wow, doing what you do um, and bringing to light, it, you know, different problems that people have in different aspects and different areas of the world that we would deem very minor, but it's so major for them. Thank you again so much. Okay, thank you so much. Thank you for helping us. Thank you. No problem. Thank you. Wow. Wow. All right. Until next time, you let us know how it goes, okay? Okay. All right. I will. Thank you so much. Talk to you soon. Right. Thank you. We don't realize the impact that very small things may have on you know, it's just just small things. Just I'm just gonna leave it there. Small things. Wow. I'd say that this was something that very much so touched me. Made me realize that I am a very spoiled person, and uh, that we all need to try to make a difference, not only in the immediate lives of the people around us, but also in the immediate life of someone who isn't. You know, I understand that everybody comes at other people with different issues and different problems. We all have our priorities. I got it. But if you got a dollar, if you got $5, if you got $3, give, give. It is touched me to the point where I I feel like wow that poor you know that poor tribe that poor area that that needs the love and attention and and of course she's doing it overseas a lot of times we could do it right here in our own homes in our own neighborhoods we need to begin to reach out again I think a community that helps one another. It's the best community in the world, no matter where you live. Well, we're going to take another short break, and we'll be right back. Don't you go nowhere. You've been listening to Dream Chasers Radio with Yaya Diamond. And uh, Yaya Diamond's going to take a minute to breathe because that just, that really touched me. I'll be right back. Don't you go nowhere. So being a podcast host, like I said, you have to be able to flow. You got to be able to move. You got to be able to roll with it and to make sure that you're able to just kind of maneuver yourself in a mannerism, have some some kind of a thought of what you're doing, what what you're going to talk about. Um, today is is a day that I have scheduled guests. So in between the scheduled guests, what do I speak about? What do what what interests me? And I have to say that what interests me is you. So funny, right? 
I'm kind of putting it back on you, but it is true. It's so true. If I did not, if I did not have this podcast, then I would not be able to do what I do and do what I love. So we do have two more guests on the show today. It is a long show. That's all right. You can take your time and you can uh, put us off and and come back. Just kind of know what time you're. Uh, what your time is. So we have an hour and 11 minutes left in the show. Give you a marker. And um, I just want to say that I am so thankful. I'm, I'm thankful because I am receiving so many wonderful comments about Dream Chasers Radio. But I want you to please help me for a change. Help me. Dream Chasers Radio has a Facebook page. Please go like the page. Rate our show. Regardless of whether you like it or not, I need the ratings. I need them for me. I don't really need them for anything else. I need those ratings for me. I need those comments for me. I need to know what you're interested in. Tell me what you'd like to hear on the show. Now, there's a couple things we don't do. We try to keep it as family-friendly as possible. Sometimes that's not always the case. We do have uh, some, you know, uh, explicit lyrics sometimes on on our music. Um, But as far as sexual things, any kind of uh, sex, we do not put on the show. Um, But tell me what you'd like to hear on the show, what interests you. Uh, we are partnered with Reverb Nation. We'll be making our selections anytime now where we have lots and, I, I mean, over 1,500 submissions for music, and uh, we're listening to each and every one. And it's taking a while, but we're going to get through it, and then we're going to do our selection. And we'll have series of guests not only on our show, on uh, a podcast, but we'll have them also on our our um, YouTube and our Facebook. It's going to be amazing. I think it's going to be one of the biggest things we've done. And yes, I know it's been six months since we started this Roku adventure, and I have yet to finish everything. I was ta- I had a meeting. As I've been in meetings and meetings and meetings and meetings and meetings for the last two weeks, but I've had a meeting with the um, the Roku stations. Uh, people that we're working with to get this out and we're hoping that we have enough content at the moment to put it out just to get it started. We'll be working on that again tonight um, and get and getting everything up and running. We're going to have the uh, travel station force uh, Southwest Florida and that's going to be uh, by the one and only Tyler uh, and uh, he's going to be on the station with uh, out and about for Tampa and Sarasota and Inglewood and all different places here in Southwest Florida. Um, we're going to do a lot of different wonderful music video segments where you can actually air your music video on our Roku station. So if you have a music video, please don't hesitate to contact me at dreamchasersradio at gmail.com or just let us know by hitting us up on Facebook and that's facebook.com forward slash 
Dream Chasers Radio. We'd be happy to take a look and see if your video submission would fit what we're trying to do. Um, to me, this station has evolved into a platform where inspiration just oozes out. <laughs> it just, it's oozing. Um, and I'm having fun with it. I'm definitely having fun with it. I'm having fun with the fact that people are coming to the station because they want to be interviewed, because they want to tell you about what's going on with their lives, what they're doing in their communities, what they're doing to help others around the globe, their music, their struggles, their their joys, their aspirations. This is a station that wants to make sure that you understand that in your goals and your dreams, your aspirations and your moments, you're not alone. You're not alone. We all have them. We all have our ups. We all have them. We all have our downs. We all have them. And so this is, it's just, it's amazing to me. It's amazing. And so we have a couple of songs I want to play for you today. Um, And, you know, how, how do I put this? I believe everyone deserves a chance. I do. I believe regardless of how they are, regardless of how they've started, I think that we all deserve a chance. And if we're good when we start, great. If we're bad when we start and we get better, great. That's how I figure it. So we're going to take a short musical break with Haru featuring Marvelous. Lift up to the sky like a rocket ship. My drink deep purple, just like rocking. Way to profit it. Run the bank like it's Providence. Six points, waiting for the hour just to drop them in. Bubble guts all up in my stomach, think they clocking. I wasn't aiming for a scholarship. My brain was feeling tolerant. The cash was looking dominant. See what made me get up out of it. I should have been the college kid. I can get intoxicated. I contemplated and concentrated on every angle. I probably died, but I broke the halo of every angel. We live in fables, they need control, but it's okay though. They say I'm saying they boo me off and do tomatoes. Right through the table, six feet under the pavement. You finally famous, it is at home, stomach aching. I'm here for taking the flames right out of Satan. Just trying to make it, I'm not even trying to be the greatest. In the pool, feeling marvelous. Word. In the pool, feeling marvelous, 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 marvelous. In the pool, feeling marvelous, 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 marvelous. In the pool, feeling marvelous.
Word. Blasphemous in my prime like optimist. Smoking in this lava pit. Blowing all my cannabis. We smoking cactus. Now get back on this. How rude we run this. Now get back in this mothership before the summer hit. Ain't never been a slave. Ain't shit a nigga slave for. Looking back at all this shit that can't even pay for. Cheated the system. Yanked out their wisdom. The black Robin Hood man of my kingdom. Since I was robbing the rich and cheating the poor. Did whatever it took in the hood just to even the score. We reaching over the core is asking for more, this my demon flow up cause they asking for gore, when they start asking for gore, my bodies get dragged to the morgue, more blood ends up on my floor, there's just really stain in my cause, and then we plug in the source, that's really been doubt in my force, cause I go after my n- just obsessed with the flaws, yeah, I'm so obsessed with the flaws, and I go after my mind, I'm obsessed with the flaws, I'm obsessed with the flaws, on my mama, my n- girl, I'm so obsessed with the flaws, the flaws, I'm so obsessed, so obsessed, so obsessed, so obsessed, so obsessed, so obsessed, so obsessed. I need it, I need it, I need it. Bad company. In the booth in the marvelous, 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 marvelous word. In the booth in the marvelous, 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 marvelous. In the booth in the marvelous, 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 marvelous. In the booth in the marvelous word.
Our next guest is a musician in the state of Leeds. He has a wonderful site. I am so excited to have this. I mean, I mean, you know, music. You know, that's just me. I mean, you know, hey. So, right. <laughs> hey. So please tell everybody hey, who yeah. you are and what you please. Hey. Great. Yeah, I'm Daniel Connor. Uh, my website is danielsongs.com. Uh, I have a music library that a lot of folks use in their podcasts and videos and films. Awesome. So now let me ask you a question. What does it mean, royalty-free music? Uh, so royalty-free music basically means, you know, you pay one time um, and then, you know, you can use it essentially forever in your video or what have you. And, um, you know, you won't have to pay the composer again, like per view or per play or what have you. Um, the difference is with like, you know, big commercial music that's on the radio is that you have to pay the royalty collection agencies for the use of that music over and over and over. So mm-hmm. that's the difference. Okay. And so, like, let's just say, you know, because you got some great music there, that somebody says, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use Dano's songs to, like, write a song and put it out there. Tell me, is it the same principle? Because a lot of people don't know this. So tell me the difference yeah. between that and just royalty-free. What is, you know, what is the difference? All right. Well, you know, the thing on on my website that I have had to clarify over the years is that, it's really meant as background music on videos, films, podcasts, games. Um, people a lot of times want to take it and then, you know, sing over it and then release it as their own. Um, and the problem is that's one of the few things I can't allow because then it gets into, like, all the collecting agencies sort of, like, uh, databases, you know, and then mm-hmm. – they start trying to collect on people who license my music royalty free. That's been one of the hiccups I've had to kind of clarify over the years. So. Mm. Okay. All right. Now, let me ask you a question, though. Have you teamed up with anyone? Let's just say they wanted to use your music and they wanted to do a song. Would they? Would Would being a co-collaborator for the song be something that you would be interested in doing? Yeah, I mean, that's definitely something that I do. And then I just, I don't put that out on my site. You know, that would just be between me and that singer or composer or whatever. So, yes. Mm -hmm. Amazing. You know, I think that a lot of people don't realize how uh, intricate making this kind of music is. Tell me, how did you get started? Well, you know, it's funny. I kind of started out just playing guitar and singing and kind of being a singer-songwriter. But then I learned how to do a little bit of website development um, back when the Internet was all coming up. And um, I got into different software and the computer. And I started trying making music electronically kind of as an experiment for fun. And um, I picked up things along the way, and it was kind of like a side project, and I put it up on this website and see if anybody want to use it. And, uh, you know, from there, tons of people started downloading it and trying it out. So. I like it. 
I really do like yeah. it. I like the access of it. I like the fact that I can actually grab something. Now, let me ask you one more question. Do people sure. talk over the talk in the background? Do they sing kind of like a jingle over it? Is that something they could do? Um, I'm just trying to get, like, the whole aspect of what they can and cannot do. So can you kind of oh, run yeah, down the list? Yes. Yeah, sure, yeah. Thing. So what you can do. Yeah, you can you can use it and you can talk over it. You can cut it up. You can, you know, make it to suit whatever media you've got. Um, you know, you can uh, you could sing over it. That's fine. Um, you could make it a jingle. Use it on the radio. Um, any kind of use like that. The only thing you can't do is kind of put it out as your own commercial music. You know what I mean? Uh, like mm-hmm. as an artist. That's it. Right. Um, but. For all commercial use besides that, it's totally up to you. Mm-hmm. I love this. I love this. Now, you said you kind of got into it, and, and it's just something that you – now, when you started making this, this music, right, yeah. what mm-hmm. was the one that you found that was, was pretty difficult in trying to spread the, the, the you know, your notoriety or, or your, your brand name? Yeah, well, one of the things that's been very helpful with that over the years is I do offer, and I should say this for your listeners, nonprofits, um, schools, educators, I offer them a license. They can use it for free, actually, if they credit me. So that's been really helpful. Like, for instance, this high school just emailed me today uh, with a link to their video that they just played in front of 100 veterans and 1,800 people in their auditorium that used just my music. And, you know, I was mentioned and credited right there. So that's been the biggest ongoing way to kind of spread the word. Mm, mm, mm. Now, okay, can people actually use it, download it, and use it for free, or is there a actual donation they must make in order to use it? Yeah, so if you're, you know, if you're a business and you're making money, you can download it, you can try it out for free, you can see, hey, does this fit in my video? You know, that's one of the biggest differences between my sites and other sites. They won't even let you touch it until you pay. But, you know, my sites are a little more open about it. It's kind of on your honor. You download it, you try it, and then if your business been making money, then, yeah, I do ask that you um, donate to the site um, $10.00 so that I can keep it up and keep it going. Um, yeah. And then if you want to use all the music on the site, it's a donation of $50. Um, mm-hmm. And that's how I do it. And then, you know, if you're a nonprofit or whatever, I ask that you just contact me, and then I could work out a special arrangement with you. But otherwise, it's $10 a song. Well, that is, that's, not, that's not bad at all. And I did play the first song, uh, which is, in, uh, was it Inspirabee? Yeah, and Spirit Beat, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I heard you playing that. <laughs> I like that one. I played that one when we right before we came in. So that was that was uh, one of his songs that you can listen on the website the website danosongs dot com. Danosongs dot com. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go ahead and grab this and put it on our Facebook page. So that way you guys can have easy access to that on Dream Chasers Radio's Facebook page. Wow. Dan, let me ask you a question, man. You know, with all the things that you've been doing, what have you done with artists to help them write and have you? And and tell me about that. What kind of experience is that? 
Yeah, so a lot of times I'm more behind the scenes, you know, like a, a manager or an agent will contact me and say, hey, we hear all this music you've got. Could you work kind of like almost like a ghost production kind of a thing is how I do it. You know what I mean? Because um, they're not going to share credit with me or make me part of the band. You know what I mean? So I'll, I'll do mm-hmm. something similar that's on my site more for like a flat sheet. You know what I mean? And it's still royalty free for them where they don't have to keep track of royalties and pay me and worry about all that stuff. You know what I mean? Um, basically, I give them the track, and they can do what they want. So that is, And how much is that? Uh, that's more up in the hundreds type of thing for a track because it's custom, and, you know, it takes a lot of time, and I probably work with the people to get it just right. That, you know, I love that. I love that it's customizable, and I might be contacting you, by the way. I love that it's customizable. I I uh-huh. actually love that you, you do that, but do you consider ever going as a partner as well? Oh, like partner in on royalties or what have you? Yeah, I mean, everything's always a case-by-case basis, you know? Mm-hmm. So you just have to consider the situation. Sure, I'm open. <laughs> Awesome. Also, I mean, how much do you love the, what you do and how much of it you don't love? Uh, you know, it's funny. I absolutely love the collaboration and working with other artists, but also other media producers, filmmakers, just being a part of a creative community online. is mm-hmm. just a blast. I love that part. Uh, some of the harder points have been, uh, sometimes, you know, it's still you're running a business and you have customer service, you know. Um, mm-hmm. So you deal with a lot of questions, a lot of email, um, but it's all in good fun. It can, that part can get a little bit tedious sometimes, but it's fine. Right. Wow. Well, I'm going to go ahead and, and find another song here. I, I actually love jazz, R&B, funk, and I see you have, like, different, uh, I mean, you know, you have a big, big catalog. Electronic upbeat, cinematic, acoustic rock, piano, electronic acoustic guitar rock, jazz R&B funk, relaxing light rock. I mean, when do you find the time? <laughs> well, that's ten years. That's ten years of music, actually. So, wow. I just I just keep going. I put out a new song about every two to three weeks. So. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So I'm mm-hmm. playing right now, Remember the Stars, and I don't know if anybody can hear that. But if you hear that, oh my gosh, it's amazing. Now, where do you get the ideas for the music that you write? Like, that that song was based on something I wrote on the acoustic guitar, actually, and it was a little, the melody. So with a lot of those songs like that one, I'll start with a melody, and then I'll do it in, like, five different styles. So I think there's at least three different styles of Remember the Stars. There's a jazz, there's a techno, there's a rock song. So I kind of reuse the melody for a bunch of different situations. Wow. Wow. This is amazing, and I I am just I am I'm I love 
Absolutely. I'm a singer. I love music. Awesome. I mean, awesome. when I'm on mm-hmm. stage, there's nothing like it. I get to escape the world, the issues, yeah. the problems. Do you feel that when you're writing, when you're in your studio, when you're doing your music? What does it do for you? Yeah, I absolutely love it. Um, I'm actually a singer, too. So when I'm either writing that or if I'm singing out with my band, I kind of find, you know, it puts you in the zone, right? It puts you in, like, I find it's like uh, instant, easy meditation, you know? It's kind of like puts you in another world, like just like you said. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, and what, what did you say you're in a band? Now you got to tell me. Now you got to spill the beans, the beans, man. You got to spill beans. What kind of band? Tell me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'm in this band called Blackthorn Grow. And, uh, you know, mm-hmm. we're a trio. And we do a ton of covers. And I basically get out my acoustic and we play a lot of my original songs where I'm singing. Um, kind of back to my roots of where I started. So, you know, we play every few weeks out around kind of the New York area. So mm, Nice. I hear New York is a very hard market. Tell me about New York and the market for the musician and, and the things that you've uh-huh. accomplished, even though people say that you couldn't do it. Because I know that, that there are people out there that say that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's funny. I'm kind of a little bit, I'm kind of in the Hudson Valley, New York area, which is real nice. It's a, little, a lot more low-key than the city. Um, mm. the city, the city is pretty tough. Um, you know, cause it's a, it's a huge market. It's hard to get in there. You really got to live in there. Um, I think some of the things people said, oh, you can't do it is, um, you know, it's interesting because there's so much said against, oh, it's so hard to make it and this and that. Well, I kind of found along the way, you know, you kind of just got to define what is making it. You know, for me, I have four kids. Um, I don't really want to go leave them for three months and go on tour or what have you. So I've had to kind of yeah. define for me what's making it. And really it's coming down to lately purely enjoying the music, you know, not necessarily reaching some big financial goal or whatever, all that money does come with it. But um, that's just what I'm all about at this point in my life. So. Mm. And, you know, I love it because, Music, you said you're you're right. Leaving your family behind for a long, you know, period of time isn't yeah. desirable anymore. And and seriously, it's not desirable anymore. It used to be. You know, I yeah. I remember going on the road with my mother. My mother would take me on the road, and so that oh. would entail, you know, a nanny, a teacher, and then my wow. my teacher and my nanny one person. So. When when it was time to, to learn, she was there. When it was time to, you know, be taken care of, she was there. It was a 24-7 job for her. Mm, wow. And that is not an easy thing, but my mom decided not to leave me behind. So it yeah. is it is a, a tough, tough decision to make. A lot of artists, yeah. though, are going out weeks and coming back three and coming back two. And I have a friend of mine that does sound for um, a lot of the major uh, artists that go on tour. And he is with the company. And the company actually, these companies are actually really picking up really good uh, family values where he comes home every two weeks. That's great. So, I mean, there are different options now for artists not to be out on the road too long and people expect it 
um, which is great, which is great. And and everything. There's so much opportunity to kind of gain exposure and fans. Used to be going out on the road and touring forever was kind of like the only way, you know? So now you got YouTube. (laughs) Right. And that's what I mean. It's like, okay, it's not the same anymore. You have YouTube, so, and you have Instagram. So even though you're not on the road, you're still in contact with your fans. I believe that's where this, this day and age is a lot different than back in the day where I was used to being on the road eight months out of the year with my mother. Um, Wow. It was, now, yeah, eight months out of the year. It was eight months Incredible. out of the year. Yeah, mm. eight months. And so, that was a um, big sacrifice for her. That's great. Yeah, but I was with her the entire time almost, almost the entire yeah. time. That's great. So um, it, it's something different now. And now that, you know, maybe I've opened up a door for you to think that maybe you may want to go out a week or two and come back home like three or four or five mm-hmm. weeks and just keep right. your social media updated you know social media is a very big part of music how has that helped you with your music oh it's huge it's incredible i mean and then also collecting a mailing list right on my homepage. there you can see you can send up your email so um it's it's everything really because without a new song i do a video for it um you know i do posts on all the social media and I send out an email notification and then immediately I can see people grabbing the songs, the traffic on the site goes up, donations go up for a week, you know what I mean? So uh, mm-hmm. there's a direct there's a direct effect um, for having a channel to share. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's amazing. It's wonderful, really. I'm so thankful for all the channels that you can have nowadays, so. Oh, definitely. And what what kind of advice do you give to the people who who maybe are you know doing what you do and just don't know what what they should do? What what was what is the turning thing? What is that one thing that helped you the most in your quest to get your music out to the public? I think the biggest thing I did is I approach it more from the standpoint of an internet entrepreneur. Um, okay. I learned all the basics of you know, search engine optimization, blogging, social media, collecting a list. Um, I, you know, I've picked up a lot of little programming uh, uh, things over the years. And um, I think that's been the best thing for me. Uh, I almost, you know, I don't really even think of myself as part of the so-called music industry, right? Because I don't even charge royalties. So I look at it more as I'm a web business owner. That's been the most helpful thing for me. Awesome, awesome. Well, I want to thank you so much for being on the show, Dano, and I absolutely have become a connoisseur of your music, and you will be hearing from me as in donations, really, because I'm loving this. (laughs) Thank you so much. Such a pleasure. Thank you so much. Have a great day. All right, you do the same. And you guys can go on to Dano's site. Dano's song, that's D is in Dano, D-A-N-O, songs.com. And go ahead and listen and, and just, you know, and if you don't know what I'm talking about, if you didn't get that, go to our Dream Chasers Radio Facebook page. We already put that up, and it's already there for you to click on the picture and just go straight to the page. That I find very simple and very easy. Again, like we were talking about earlier, you know, social media has really taken a hold of us and and put us in the media and in the limelight 
and we don't have to go out as much. So if you do have a profession, like Dano's profession or like mine or anyone else's who has to travel, you really don't have to be on the road too long before you can get home. And that's going to be something that you can do. And, uh, again, I want to thank Dano. And if you're looking in our description box below, you'll see the information for Dano. And also his uh, webpage will be there. And, again, we're, we already posted that up on Facebook. I am so excited to have had him on the show, and he will be hearing from me soon. I love, love, love the site. Love the site. And so um, we're going to go ahead and, and move right on. I'm just kind of updating the page here so that we can have you uh, be able to contact Dino. And it takes me a minute. I have to kind of like focus here. So it's a D A N O S O N G S dot com, Danosong dot com, songs dot com. Okay, so we're going to go ahead and go to our next guest today. So far, we've had a wonderful, wonderful array of guests. We've had award-winning author Mimi Novick on the show today from London, and I have to, when I ever go to UK, I'm going to have to hit her up because we have to go and see the changing of the guards and get a burger. That's just the way it is. You know, right around the corner, there's a burger joint, and we got to go there. And we have a wonderful lady who has come on for the Maasai girls in Africa who need uh, to be educated in menstruation. And they have a GoFundMe page, so it's GoFundMe.com forward slash help dash A dash Masai, which is M-A-A-S-A-I dash girl dot rise. And just go ahead and go to that page and help. Even if you have a dollar, it just it provides menstrual pads for them and, and education, proper disposing, and just different things. And, and, you know, keep them in your prayers for a young lady to be raped by her own father because he got tired of her talking about wanting a pad. Yeah, that just tells you how serious something so small can be. And also we have Dan, who has Dano's music, uh, danosongs.com, sorry, and his music is Amazing. And so you have to go listen to it because that, that just brings joy to my heart to see that someone's doing something. And, and you know, the one thing I like about Dano, I'm going to have to say it, he does the music. You can actually buy the music from him and use it and not ever have to credit him. Or you can go ahead and talk with him and, and maybe even credit him. It would be amazing just to go ahead and get a hit song and, and you both just go in with it. A lot of people don't realize that collaboration in music, collaboration in helping other people, collaboration in, you know, being spiritual, being an author and collaborating with other people on that. Everything is collaboration. Either you you have a book and you want to give it to someone, you want it to sell it to someone. That is a collaboration. You're writing it and they're reading it and they're getting what they need from it. Um, helping other people is always a great collaboration and music is always great. When you work with other people, it is amazing. And I can't say the, the I, I, I just I can't say it enough that we are all interconnected, we're all intertwined and we all have a responsibility to help each other. If we did that in this world, this world would be such amazing an amazing place to live. Unfortunately, we don't always have that. But fortunately for Dream Chasers Radio, we do. And that's why I love it here. I love that, you know, Dream Chasers Radio was a part of my dream, and now it's a part of yours. Please don't forget to like us on Facebook. Like all our guests 
Facebook pages, go to their websites, connect with them. Even if you don't know why you're connecting with them, you may feel something. I definitely feel it with all my guests. And I love, love, love collaboration. So we're going to go ahead and take a short break and we'll be right back. My name is Yaya Diamond, and you're listening to Dream Chasers Radio on 97.5 Real Community Radio in Northport, Florida, as well as the Caribbean Community Radio Station, which goes all the way from West Palm Beach to the islands. Hello, Bahamas. I love you so much. You guys don't even know I have to go back down there. Anyway, Key West are coming to you really soon. And also, New York City, Bomb Baby Radio, yes, the Dream Chasers Radio Networkers, you can get us on um, Spotify, uh, YouTube, um, Google Play, tune in. I mean, we're everywhere that there is a podcast, pretty much. And so Daring to be Different is coming right at you. Wide awake, I can't eat, I can't sleep, I can't breathe. 
And that was Manor with Can't Breathe. And we're going to go ahead and go to our next guest. I want to say welcome to the show. Please tell everybody who you are and what you do, please. Hi. Uh, yeah, yeah. My name's uh, Robert, and I'm a uh, music uh, documentarian and uh, artist um, and photographer. Um. Awesome. Now, tell me, how did you get started in photography? I mean, I, I, so many people are novice now, and they take their phones out, and they're just like, hey, let's have a photo shoot, you know, just do it. And it's, but how do you... How do you in this day and age continue to be so artistic and be a photographer? Well, that, that's an actual good question, you know. Uh, <laughs> well, I, I, it's it's uh, it's been a journey, you know, to discover uh, the medium of uh, photography. I, I picked up and moved to uh, New York City late 2016 um, from Boston, and. Um, I, I ran into uh, I, I met some guys who were really into photography, and they lent me the ca- uh, camera, and I, I just started uh, you know shooting constantly day in day out, and it was just so natural to me. Um, and then I, I I've met somebody, uh, my partner Melissa, who introduced me to the music realm, and I started shooting like I, I've already shot over a hundred uh, notable bands, and um, I, so I I, I guess. Uh, to really make it as a uh, photographer, I guess it has to be intrinsic um, within your your soul and spirit, and also um, you have to really have a a, a uh, you know artistic eye and a unique understanding of the the camera and how to to capture one's essence within you know using the lens. So um, you know you're right. Uh, the the market is you know saturated with cell phones and you know, numerous cameras, and we're a visual visual culture now. But I mean, mm-hmm. it's uh, it takes an artist and a craftsman of uh, to create beautiful work. You know, um, if you, you, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> wow, you know, I have to say that being a photographer, and I and I went to your site, and I absolutely love what you've done. Uh, so you know it. Seeing it, being, you know, what is the eye that you you knew you had the moment that you put that camera down that first time? Uh, could you actually repeat the question? <laughs> I might have well, uh, missed that. When you picked up that camera the first time and you started taking those pictures, yeah, did you notice that you had that eye for composition? Um. I guess so. I, I mean, I, I, it, it's hard for me to like be a critical like uh, observer of my images. I, it was just like, I, you know, I, I go to assignments and shoot that first band, and I, I then look, you know, I, I then show other people, and I, I always think I can do better, and I always look at it in a in a more technical manner, but when when other people start saying, "Wow, uh, that's this beautiful stuff," I, that, that's really cool for me. Um, however, it's like I never thought of it like, "Aha!" It's like I, I just always look at my images of like I may have wanted to capture that, or "Aha!" I, I captured exactly what I was going for, um, composition-wise, and all that. Um, so it's like. I, I look at my images more technical aspects or um, 
if that answered your question. <laughs> yeah, it does. It does. I mean, everybody has a different way of going about doing things, and it's unique. Definitely what you're saying is unique. Most, most of the time I get the answers, you know, oh, it was just like the way it was framed in the, in the, in the, you know, in the camera, and it just, it just touched me. I just kept doing it, or, you know, I knew it because all my pictures came out great, and everybody was telling me. So I've never had that technical uh, aspect of it where, hey, this was technical for me. You know, in your in your pictures, when you go out, what do you look for in terms of your settings and and your backdrops uh, and, and the uniqueness? What what are you looking for? A lot, a lot so, of people tell me color. Yeah, yeah. Um, actually, I, um, I, I approach my subjects. Generally, it's been more so uh, in the music industry, you know, live performances and uh, – backstage and I, I approach things as a like outside observer you know unintrusive uh i like i love to capture candid moments that are, are, are really powerful um so i, I kind of apply like a uh like candid kind of uh street photographer uh, approach to uh music photography as well um uh so i i don't look for a, a setup or a scene I look for more the essence of, uh, you know, natural human moments um, and capture, trying to capture those as as like a documentarian would uh, comparably to um, like a com- commercial photographer would set up a scene for, you know, a brand or et cetera, et cetera, or fashion photography would set the, the scene up. I'm more naturalistic and in my approach, and I, I look for – just powerful moments of um, and expressions from that that subject I, I find I, I come upon. So I'm kind of just more like amused to the energies of that instance, and I, I use the the camera as a, a medium to capture that. Um, and style-wise, I like in the end I love like more of a cinemat cinematic look. You know, I love shadows and natural light. Um, and generally, a lot of my because of my my shootings been in low light. I, I love to convert things to black and white, and it gives it a a kind of cinematic, uh, artistic look to the final results. Mm-hmm. Wow, you know I am an artist, and so being on stage, you know, do you find that you what what is your preference for the artist when they see the photographer? A lot of them point at you. A lot of them don't look at you. Uh, a lot of them don't know what to do. They're so nervous. What have you What have you learned in these times where you're 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 photog- You know, you're you're photographing an artist during a show or during an interview or whatever. What have you learned about um, being and getting that right picture? Um, well, it's just really capturing their their true spirit of the the performer. Um, there's moments where you can see, uh, you know, the, the beauty and essence of the creator of, uh, of the, the performer and that's who they truly are. And you, you capture that, you like, that's just kind of being aware and observing their performance. Uh, uh, that's what I love to capture. Like I love, I've had, I've been lucky enough to have access backstage to, um, capture numerous performers and I just tell them, be yourself, and I, I'm, I'm just like a fly on the wall, and I uh, I just observe uh, their behavior and, and try to capture them, their true selves. So I apply that principle to the stage as well. Um, I just look for 
you know, their essence to come out in the performance, and you can tell if they're really into it, you're going to capture that energy. It just has to be the right moment. But I'm constantly shooting the performance, so I'm just looking for that energy of their soul to come out into the performance. Um, so that's really what I look for in uh, shooting musical artists. Wow. And, you know, I see that the photographers, you know, get in and, and they do what they have to do. What is the most difficult part of your job? Yeah, that, <laughs> it's a good question. It's like, um, it's the most difficult part, I guess, would be um, you know, sometimes, uh, oh, oh, it's definitely one part, one aspect would be the lighting scenarios and all all these different venues, you know, you have very different lighting scenarios and uh, very low lighting, so that, that can be a challenge. Along with, you may have four other or five other photographers around you, so it's, um, the challenge with that would be not trying to compete with them, but also just, well, just getting the angle or different angles or different perspectives they're not getting. Um, so that's 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 a big challenge in uh, the music photography biz uh, is uh, trying to get a different angle, a different shot than maybe the the the, the pit is are getting as well. Uh, but I've been lucky to also have access and 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 work on my my series called Uncontaminated Sound, where I go behind stage and capture the artists backstage, where a lot of photographers do not have that access. So it's um, the challenge is really, uh, just to iterate again, is just kind of getting a different, different perspective on, you know, live performances and different angles and different shots of a, a live performances that most people don't capture or haven't captured because it's, as it, it's kind of a, it's been a saturated market of like upshots of a performer, you know, or the lead singer and stuff like that. So how do you get a unique angle and perspective of a performance that's being covered by multiple channels and multiple uh, photographers as well? So that's a big challenge. Wow. Wow. Now, okay. So, you know, being, you know, I, I love, actually, I love asking questions is that, that this is the perfect reason why I have a podcast. But <laughs> I love asking questions and, and questions that maybe, you know, people, are, you know, think about and they just forget to ask you. Um, when you are out there and you're talking with the artist and they say, hey, man, you know, I would love to have pictures, the pictures you just took, I would love to get a hold of that. Does that, is that something that you do? Uh, do you charge for it? Um, or do you just give it freely to the artist? Well, generally, I would, uh, if they're interested, I, I send a few, you know, like uh, if they, um, I, I send a few, depending if I'm there for uh, assignment for like an editorial assignment or just my own project on Contaminated Sound, I, I, I gen, generally send the, the shots of them um, after after a shoot. Um, uh Generally, though, so I I've, I've just submit to my edit, editor and uh, it'll be published. But we we let the artists know they're out there. Um, but if they they're interested, yeah, I generally um, slide them a few, not all of them, you know, unless they're willing to slide some cash, you know. 
uh, you don't want to give everything away, <laughs> but uh, I always like to give nods to them and give them a few few frames so they they can see your work and they dig it, you know. So it's like mm-hmm. a it's a happy balance where you don't want to give away your work uh, for free or you don't want to just be walled up either. You want the artist to really see the the breadth of work you, you do and um, also you also want to make a living too. So. Yeah, definitely. Now, if you guys would like to contact, uh, you know, you would like to contact Robert. This is Robert, right? I want to make sure it's Robert. Yeah, <laughs> yeah this is like Robert, yeah. Robert. If you'd like to contact Robert, you can go ahead and go to the description box below the interview and go ahead and copy and paste in the website or hook up on Instagram. Uh, but if you don't know how to do that, go ahead and go to our Facebook page, that's Dream Chasers Radio on Facebook, uh, and click on his picture because we've already shared it on our social media. How has social media helped you in in getting to your goal? Well, it's um, it's really just uh, been another voice, uh, another uh, channel to showcase my work. Um, and and get to, you know reach a, a a wider audience uh without like instagram per se particularly instagram because it's so visual um it would be harder to get the just uh you know you, you can make friends and colleagues across the globe on instagram you know they they may dig a shot and you may connect with um you know, uh, colleagues across the globe that are photographers as well, and they're doing similar stuff. And you know, it's it's a it's a great platform to share ideas and, and show your work in a, a different manner than just sending out a say a personal link to your portfolio. It it, it really builds a community of your your of similar interests of artists, of uh, musicians, of photographers in, in that same same network and you share and work and it's cool um to really connect and show different work that you may not showcase in say in the editorial but okay i got you i got you now okay so if someone wants to get started and they want to do because i do have a friend of mine that actually listens to the show and he had started you know photography for uh different concerts and things like that he had to recently stop but for you know, people like that who aspire to do that, what is your main suggestion? Hmm, that, that, that's a good question. It's like part of it has to be kind of luck, uh, but um, um, I would, you know, um, you, you really don't need too much equipment. You just really need to have a uh, a vision and uh, you know a decent camera, but also. I would suggest you know, going to shows, um, you know, picking up, doing doing any shows you can, um, maybe for free or whatever, and start shooting, constantly building up your breath of work. And also um, having a contact that will reach out to these editorials uh, is key as well. Having insider uh, connections within the music realm of, uh, say, publicist or edi- on the editorial side is key to give you the access of getting press passes to getting access to the artists. Um, so it's really building connections and friendships within the, the music realm and the business side of things of, you know, say, you know, publicist or editorial side. 
it's key and it's very important to make build those friendships and relationships with people on that side because those people will give you access to uh, the artists uh, either backstage and one-on-one or press passes to big shows. So it's really uh, building your network in, in, in the industry as well that, that's key to mm-hmm. being successful uh, and having the, that access you'd want to gain to capture the, those important shots. Mm-hmm. And also never give up. If you're really passionate about it, you, you just got to go 110% in, uh, I guess. So it's like, right. uh, yeah. Well, I think it truly is amazing that, you know, people would, I mean, just just go out and put, photograph artists and get such amazing shots. I mean, to me, it's like it's in that moment where the artist is not even of this world because being an artist, I mean, you know, being on stage, doing and singing and performing, I am actually outside of all pressure all my life. You you know what I mean? It's more like I've stepped into this realm where everything is on hold until I step back off the stage. Mm-hmm. As it to to create and to grab those images of just that person in that in that moment where they're free is amazing. Yeah. Yeah, it's and and that's what I I love about uh you know being the the photographer is capturing those moments of freedom and expression that you you may not notice you you've you know uh beha- you know you may you know you're performing you're in that zone and you may not have noticed that that instance but that's what I love to capture these these instances of pure expression and uh artistry that you know and then creating a piece of art through that image as well so um mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. It's it's just it's a beautiful moment to capture like pure expression and pure art and, and artistry. Yes, definitely, definitely. And where can people reach you? I mean, you know, I know you have an Instagram. I know we're, you know, but I like people who are just they they want to hear you say it. Where can they reach you? Okay, I, I can be reached at well, my personal account is r underscore lundberg l u n d b e r g. Uh, and then my my music photography and my series I'm I'm continuing is uncontaminated sound, um, so it's at uncontaminated underscore sound, and my website rlumberg.com. Um, that's generally where I'm traversing on the web um, currently. So. <clears throat> okay, awesome. I want to thank you so much for being on the show. We finally got you on. Yay! Cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thank you for your patience and definitely thank you for your craft. I think that you and uh and the musicians go hand in hand to get the the not only the audio out but the visual out. Thank you so much. Of course, and thank you so much, Yeah, yeah. Um you know, it's a it's a hand in hand relationship, you know. You you create your arts and we help also create a, a different side of the art as well. So um you know, thank you for having me once again. No problem, anytime. All right. Take care. We've had some amazing guests on the show. Amazing guests. Mimi Novak, award-winning author. The uh, the the um, GoFundMe page for health and education for the Maasai.
schools in Africa. Uh, Danomsongs.com, which I've already, I've already, if you know me, I love music, I've already went there and joined. Um, as well as Robert Lundberg, who was just on about, you know, photography and, photog- and, and photographing artists in their moment um, as they sing and perform for the crowds as they're away from all their problems, all their, you know, because as an artist, we go through, we go through life. It's, it's all about life, you guys. And I want to encourage you today that if you haven't gotten any encouragement today, to keep listening. Because sometimes it just takes a minute. But once it sets in, believe me, your encouragement will be there. And not only will that encouragement be there for you, but it will be there over the, for, for like 11 years of just me being on radio and on the podcast station, but also to encourage you to go after your dream. You may not want to be a photographer. You may not want to help anybody. You may want to help someone closer to you. You may want to be an author. Uh, go for it. There's nothing to it but to do it, as they say. And if you don't know how, there's always different people, especially people we've had here on our show that can help you. And I want to say thank you again so much for tuning in to 97.5 FM Real Community Radio in Northport, Florida, as well as Bomb Baby Radio in New York City and all the Caribbean community radio stations, as well as the Bomb Asian Chases Radio Network. <laughs> It's been a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful show, and I'm going to go ahead and leave because I have some things I must do before my week starts. And so I want to tell you to always continue to do what? To dare to be different, baby, and to always follow your dreams. I love you. I appreciate you. And please join us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Dream Chasers Radio, and you can go ahead and click on the links to all our guests there today. Thank you again so much, and until next time, I will see you soon. 